candid, captivating, compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Listen in as Dr. Dina, medical marijuana pioneer and inspiration for the award-winning TV series, Weeds, shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential with your host, Dr. Dina. Welcome back to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina, the hostess with the mostest, at least when it comes to cannabis. Thank you for joining us again. Today we have a cool, cool guest. And let me just go a little bit deeper as to why this guest is someone very, very special to me. And that is because about 13 years ago, when I first decided to get into the cannabis industry and to get involved with a doctor's office and a dispensary, and these were different times. It was a gray area. We still live in a gray area. It was even more of a gray area then. It was much a darker shade of gray. And we had no rules as far as the city and the state. We had no boundaries, no guidelines. No one was willing to help us. And it was so risky that everyone who I met and gave me advice about the industry told me, if you're going to start the first you know, $100,000 that you guys make, you need to put away for legal defense because you're going to go to jail and you're going to need it. And just know that you're never going to make any money. And it was really scary because I was not from this world and I came from a world of fashion. And now I'm jumping into this cannabis space. Am I, should I really do it? Do I, you know, I'm sitting in a car and I remember thinking to myself, you know, I wish I, there was like a sign that would tell me that I was making the right decision. And I was listening to the radio and all of a sudden this song came on the radio and it was a song that I've listened to for years that I love and I was very excited and I started singing along and then I actually started really listening to the words and the song was all mixed up by 311 and it started with you've got to trust your instinct and let go of regret and you've got to bet on yourself now star because that's your best bet and when I heard that it was like this is a sign that I am supposed to do this. And so I jumped in and look at me now. After 13 years, I helped create regulations in the city of West Hollywood. I help working with politicians in Washington, D.C. to, you know, loosen cannabis laws and, and let people out of jail who are in jail for cannabis possession and sales to help people that are getting out of jail to rehabilitate and get them into the cannabis industry as opposed to keeping them out. And so today, let me welcome very special guest, Nick Hexum from 311. Nick, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. That's a really cool story. Glad I could give you some encouragement and that it's led to uh, such a illustrious career for you in, in some small way. And but it's, it's great to be here with you today. Well, it's really, really special. And just thinking back, I mean, if I had to create a movie about my life, that song would definitely be in the soundtrack. And so it's very, very special. And you guys really created something. And I think you inspired a lot of youth to, you know, let go of regret and really just chase their dreams, whether it be a girl or a job or a new lifestyle change and whatever that be. And so it's really, really neat how your lyrics can inspire so many people. And you guys have been around for what? Thank you. How many years now? We're on 26 years as a band. And I was playing basketball with Peanut, our bass player, the other day. And he gave me a tip. He said, trust your instincts. And then he was like, and you know, let go of regret. Better, better than yourself. <laughs> and he was like, that's one of your best lyrics ever. I was like, do you realize that was like 23 years ago now that that came out? But a lot of people use that quote. I remember people saying, you know, it was my 
my senior quote in my yearbook and it's how I live my life. So it's, it's cool to see when some little seed helps people just like cannabis, a little seed that helps people. Yes. We planted the seeds together and we're making change. And it's so exciting to see people that I would look up to and admire and respect now you know, before it was like, I would be excited to tell you what I did for a living, but to know now that you are interested in the space and jumping in and joining us is so special because the support is so important for all of us. And I'm so interested about your new product, which is the Grassroots Uplifter, a just premium disposable vape pen, which is incredible because I am the one person that loses her chargers within like 15 seconds of opening the package and then I could never charge my pen again and I have to buy a new one. So I might as well just buy one that's disposable and, you know, preloaded. And so Rachel, who is one of our former bud tenders and she's now a massage therapist, she was at the Cannabis Cup giving people massages with our wow candle. It's a medicated massage candle. We actually won first place for topicals, which was very exciting recently in San Bernardino. For the U.S. High Times Cup. Thank you very much. And you were there up on stage, so it was very exciting to share that moment with you. And Rachel is hysterical, but she worked for us for probably five years. And during that time, she would always ask for every year, she'd ask for March 11th off. And I would always question her because her birthday is March 10th. So why are you asking for March 11th off? And she would say, well, 311 day is way more important than my birthday. So uh. she chose to celebrate her birthday every year. And so she actually, I had to control her because she knew I was going to be interviewing you today. She sent over a list of questions that she would ask you since she is your biggest fan. Great. And so we're going to get into that in a little bit and get a little deeper with questions from Rachel, but tell me a little bit more about the band. I, I know that you guys started in Omaha, Nebraska. I've actually been to Omaha, which is a cool little town. It's it's cooler than people think. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I thought it was really neat. There was a lot of great restaurants. There was a, there was a nightlife going on there. Yep. The downtown Very, old market area is, yeah. is really happening. And but so you, how did you meet your bandmates? Well, we went to high school. The, the original core of the band was me and Chad and Tim, my drummer and guitarist, and we went to high school together. And I had a cover band with one of them, and I was in the, the school jazz band with the other. And then we started playing basically the sound that has become 311 right after we graduated from high school. And then I moved out to L.A. for a little bit, and then, and then Chad came with me. And then finally I realized, you know what, let's just let's start in Omaha build it up through grassroots and moved back to Omaha in 1990, started 311. Our first show was on June 10th, opening for the band Fugazi, which was an amazing launch because there was like 1,500 people ready to mosh and go crazy. And that's when we added the other two guys, S.A. and Peanut, who are from another high school in Omaha. And then in 92, we all moved out to L.A. and lived in a little house and tried to grow our own cannabis fairly unsuccessfully, incidentally, during that time. And got a record deal really fast after that and put out our first record in 93. And now we're working on record number 12 and almost to our 26-year anniversary. That is incredible. Congratulations. That is just an amazing amount of success. The fact that you guys have stuck with it and stuck together and have just made such incredible music and mixed so many interesting sounds together. You know, most 
people, we've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and, you know, all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it and it really did inspire. And just like, you know, I turned on that radio and I heard that song and I, I said, this is it, you know, and, and I heard that I've heard that song a hundred times before. And it just, it was that moment that it made me believe and so I know that's that's really exciting. That's so funny. I'm getting text messages from Rachel right now saying, woohoo, <laughs> tell him I said hi. <laughs> okay. Tell so, her hello, too. That is so you funny. You know, but uh, uh, back to the trust your instincts thing. Basically, we, we realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Because the bands that I loved, like – the clash and U2 and like even REM with the alternative of the time, they just kept doing the sound that, that they started and waited for a culture to come to them. So that's kind of what we did. And fortunately we didn't have to wait too long cause it was, it, it was just an underground phenomenon though. We, we didn't get helped from mainstream press at all at the very beginning. So we just did it through shows. We'd go and play a, a, some little bar and, Wichita, Kansas, and the next time we'd come through, it'd be packed, and then the next time we'd come through, we'd be playing the hall. And so, without social media. I mean, it's, it was a different time. It's amazing that you guys, you know, t- even today, how much easier it is for people to get the word out. And you yeah. guys did it without that. So that's really impressive. Incredible. True. We're you. actually going to run to break and take a quick, short break. And when we come back, we're going to be back with Nick, and we're going to talk about the questions that Rachel, the fan, biggest fan of 311, I know has sent Nick to answer all about his grassroots uplifter pen. So don't go anywhere. Roll up a joint. We'll be right back. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina will continue after a word from our most confident sponsors. Dr. Dabber, hurry. Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber, doctor's order. Less heat, (laughs) more flavor. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Hello and welcome all you high-flying, die-trying, roll the Philly blunt for your friend, hempsters, every roach-smoking, bong-token, however you get your THC can enthusiasts, all you rebels, individualistic originals, and outside-the-box ganja warriors, you chunky monkey, cherry Garcia, munchy-loving hempsters, all you captive earth surfers, astral travelers, and ganja-loving canosaurs, all you high-flying, wide-smiling, ganjarific cannabophiles, welcome to everyone except Donald Trump supporters, because that's how I really feel. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Dr. Dina is back with more Cannabis Confidentials, only on CannabisRadio.com. 
And we're back. I'm Dr. Dina, Cannabis Confidential, with Nick Hexum from 311. So exciting. All right, Nick, are you ready for these questions from Rachel? Lay it on me. All right. Let's see. Let's start with reading her. Uh, if I were to wake up in a dream and be able to have a mini interview with Nick, these are questions Rachel used while using a grassroots uplifter. Nice. <laughs> and she wants to know, how much of your music have you written while medicated with cannabis? Quite a bit. You know, I've, I always felt that cannabis really lends itself to creativity, to be making connections that you wouldn't normally make. And then that, I realized, I found there, there was a study that came out recently that kind of proved that was true, that you will make new, more random connections that you might not normally make. And that's what 311 has always been about, is combining stuff that has never been combined. And right now in this current album I'm working on, I'm so excited because we've got new influences coming in, influenced by electronic music and trap and just all kinds of very modern stuff, but then with, with the classic 311 elements in there. And so it's always helped that sort of wild creativity that I think people enjoy about our music and I enjoy about other people's music. Rachel would like to comment that the music is very positive and inspiring. <laughs> with, with a red heart emoji. Now, <laughs> what was it like growing up in Nebraska with cannabis? Were you guys able to access it? What, what was the scene like? I would say it was... It was around. Uh, I always had it, and the quality wasn't great until we moved out to L.A. It was mostly, um, you know, brown. (laughs) (laughs) But it, but it, it got the job done. And so, you think it was mostly grown out there, or was it brought in from? I think it was probably came up from Mexico, and it was like dirt weed, but it would it got you high. Said we we made a few feeble attempts at cultivation when we first moved out to LA. And now actually that's something that I really enjoy. I like to do it very natural, grow outdoors. You know, I'll, I'll do a, a bit of a veg like, you know, under lights, but I just like sunshine and growing outdoors. Sun-grown cannabis. We yes. love sun-grown cannabis. It's very, very natural. And, and it's nice. You know what you put in it when you do it yourself. It's very important. Exactly. Especially in Colorado, when you look at all these places, the reports that come out every once in a while that tell you that this shop now has to pull their product line because there were pesticides. And just nice to know what's, what's getting put in your, your cannabis. We, we're all about the organic growing ourselves. But we do indoor. We do like indoor. So let's get back to the list here. Rachel's comment here is, who's got the herb now? Grassroots uplifter. That's who, says Rachel. Now, do other bandmates medicate when writing and laying down tracks? Awesome bass lines, by the way. Yeah, to varying extents. But yeah, definitely that's just kind of always been part of the process around the studio for us. And, you know, I think if you do it right, it it helps the creativity. I think that you can overdo it and then you become, you can become muddled, but, you know, doing it with the right amount, it just, it can be a a great tool for enjoyment and concentration and creativity and, and feel. Have you ever had like that moment where you read something that you wrote when you were really high and then you are like, that was genius, but I could never write that right now when I'm sober. (laughs) Yeah, I, I do get that feeling. Uh, I love sometimes. that. <laughs> I'm like, a, who wrote this? This is my writing and everything. That's yeah, great. I've always felt that creativity, you're just kind of 
my job is to keep the the pen in my hand or the guitar in my hand and and then the ideas just kind of fall out of the sky from gifts from the universe you know and so i just just stay in the mode of writing and then the the ideas just drop out of the sky and definitely seem to more when you're medicated and so talking about ideas and falling out of the sky when did you guys first think about the grassroots uplifter when did you decide to do that about three years ago, you know, I just kind of had a vision that, you know, the way e-cigarettes have gotten a lot of people off smoking, I felt that, you know, a, a good disposable vaporizer would just be it's such a convenient way, so discreet. You don't have to, you know, smell up your, your house or, you know, it's, it's, it's very discreet. And that's a, that's a nice part of it. And there's also not a, a lot of waste. And I think the taste is great because the first you know, when you're smoking a joint, the first puff tastes one way and, or, and the same thing with the bowl. If you light the first time you light it, it tastes one way, but with a, with a vaporizer, you, you get that pure cannabis taste all the way through. And there's, you know, carcinogens as compared to with burning or very, very much less than burning. So I went around and kind of checked out what was available and decided it could definitely be done better. They were generally at that time, Things that were originally designed for nicotine, then people would dilute BHO yeah, and, with propylene glycol, and right, in order to get it to work. So we just kind of started from scratch and kind of took some ideas that we liked from like the open vape, you know, bud touch style that that they use, but made it all, all our own with drawings and many different revisions. Of building something from scratch was a lot of fun, and now we've we've got a couple more products coming down the line because some people I, I love I think the disposable thing is great because it is a very small footprint and they and there is a recycling program that we have through our dispensaries, but some people prefer even more ecological version, which is the cartridge style. So we're coming out with our second product, which is the uplifter cart, and it's a beautiful cartridge style that nobody else has. And so you know it's, that's exciting. It's, yeah, it's a lot of fun to just be up on the, the cutting edge. And this is such a, you know, with, with this California initiative that I heard just made on the ballot yesterday, that's definitely going to, we're going to be voting on and with very good odds. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So it's, it's fun to be part of something that it looks like, you know, when, when I, sometimes I write a song and be like, this is going to be special when people hear it. And it's kind of the same feeling about the cannabis industry, like, we're on That's the right. We're at the some... tipping point. We're at yeah. the tipping point, and it's almost like the the gold rush. And we're out there with our our picks and shovels. And mm -hmm. you have something like Levi's coming out, and everybody needs Levi's. So right. it's, it's they may not know it yet. Yeah, they might not they know yet. It. Yeah. Exactly, and that's that's really incredible. And I know that it's so popular, especially a lot of my patients that come in who are parents. Those are the ones that love, like the moms, they love the vape pens because they can discreetly take a puff and it's just the same as hitting a pipe. You get the same effects except no smell and you're not breathing in smoke and tar from the leaf matter, the plant matter. And it's just so much healthier. What flavor are you guys going with right now? I heard it's a the DJ Blueberry, DJ Shorts Blueberry? Yeah, since it's, you know, very natural, there are going to be different strains coming in all the time. It's not like some people favor more of like the clear, which is where they strip all the terps and then they add them back or they can do custom flavors like pineapple or whatever. But we, we go for as little Save alteration. Save the terps. 
Save yes. the terps. Leave them in, and uh, you know our extractors know know how to do it right. So it's it's viscous enough to work in the pen without any additives whatsoever, and all the flavors left in there. So. After the DJ Short Blueberry, then we've had Ghost Train Haze, we've had Sour OG, we've got a Raspberry Indica, so there'll be various strains. I'd say in a perfect world, on each dispensary, we'd have three things on the shelf of a a hybrid, a sativa, and an Indica. That's awesome. Okay, we're going to go to short break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Nick Hexham from 311 about the grassroots uplifter. We have a couple more questions, and I'm super excited about it. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina will continue after a word from our most confident sponsors. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Northwest Alternative Health, Eugene's premier medical marijuana clinic, is proud to sponsor the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference. Are you prepared for the changes in the recreational and medical marijuana markets? The OMB presents the state's top industry experts, along with over 40 exhibitors, and features a keynote by Dr. Carl Hart. Also, tickets include a celebrity interview and private after-party with the one and only Tommy Chong. Join us Sunday, April 24th at the downtown Eugene Hilton, and be a part of Oregon's fastest-growing industry. Check out OregonMBC.com for more details. fortunate to have michael brewer of brewer and shipley your signature top 10 song one toke over the line i've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are what's the true story we were playing a little club in kansas city a friend stopped by with some really good hash we stepped out back and came back in we're tuning up in the dressing room and tom said man i'm really one toke over the line and i just cracked up i thought it was hysterical we literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh It's time to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Dr. Dina is back with more Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Nick Hexham from 311. I'm Dr. Dina. This is Cannabis Confidential. And once again, it is so exciting having someone that I respect and admire so much on the show, someone that played a part in inspiring me to get into the cannabis industry. And here I am interviewing him about him getting into the cannabis industry. So it's just such a neat little circle. And I love how this is all working out. So let's talk about touring. You have toured around, I imagine, the whole world. And seeing cannabis in different places. Is that true? It is. Very widely varying degrees of, of quality. You know, we played our first cannabis cup in Amsterdam around 2002. So that was a great experience for us. And then, but we'd been visiting Amsterdam as like that was that was a dream to us. Like, really? You could just go into a, a coffee shop and buy it there? And then people were like, yep. So, that's what we did, and, and it was a lot of fun. But now to see that, you know, 
finally, you know, happening in America, at least somewhat similar, is a beautiful thing. And I always tell people, you know, there really is no neutral ground when it comes to the subject of cannabis legalization. Either you are for full cannabis legalization or you want your tax dollars to arrest people, break up families, incarcerating fathers and husbands and and, and mothers and, and people just for enjoying a plan. And it's it's really finally human society eventually gets it right and we're evolving finally on this subject. That's right. It's, it's a human it's rights issue. It really is. And it's a bipartisan issue. And I, I tell this, you know, I went I just recently went to Washington DC. I was invited to the White House and I was there for a conference on criminal reform and, and drug reform and, and and how to change the world really. And I met with a bunch of Republican congressmen and tried to convince them about the positive effects of cannabis. And I felt that that if I just spent more time out there, I could convince more people because I was doing so well at it. But the one thing I had to explain to them is that cannabis is a bipartisan issue because cancer is a bipartisan issue. AIDS is a bipartisan issue. MS, you know, all these epilepsy, issues. Yeah. Epilepsy, we can go on for days. And so there's no reason why they need to look at it like the devil's herb. You know, they all watch Reefer Madness too many times, but <laughs> they are starting to realize, wait a second, you know, look at what Israel is doing. They're providing government-funded cannabis to all the nursing homes so that all, you know, grandma and grandpa are getting off of Percocet and morphine and taking cannabis and they're living better lives and they're healthier and they're going to the doctor less and it's costing the healthcare system less money. And so Absolutely. pharmaceutical companies are scared and they're going to try to block us, but we're going to keep on going. And I think that your product is so important to the new generation of smokers, like the ones that, that were against it. They see, wait a second, it's just a little vapor puff and it doesn't smell. Oh, that's not so bad. And I could see a lot of women who are playing cards or bingo, pulling out their vapor pens or taking a cannabis blueberry, you know, medicated blueberry or something, you know, now instead of popping a pill. And that's, it's really amazing. That's true. And back to what you were saying earlier, there really isn't serious medical debate, there isn't a strong contingent of people saying that there is not medical benefits for a lot of situations. If someone is going through chemo and with their appetite or different, you know, wasting disease, nausea, fibromyalgia, like you said, epilepsy, there's so many things that the jury is in that, that cannabis definitely helps for. So the position of no medical value, the the Schedule 1 thing. That's it's, They just it's really, can't lie to us anymore. We know that it's, it's not undefensible. true. It's undefensible. Government has a patent on cannabis, on cannabinoids. They know it works because so they had to prove it to get a patent. So, right. you know, we're sick of the lies and we're going to carry forward and keep fighting. And we have a lot of work to do as it gets together in California. I mean, to make this happen, you know, we need to sit down and, and talk to everyone around us because I'm personally sick and tired of people going to jail for cannabis and cannabis related issues it's just i had i had a friend just last week go to jail for four years for making you know hash oil for sick people and the people that he was making it for have cancer and so it's just not right and it, it is there is a civil rights issue involved and and race comes into play when obama was asked about it he said the truth is is that the most of the people that are going to jail are african-american and hispanic so it's unfairly enforced as well Agreed. You know, the prohibition that's there. Agreed. And, you know, you make something illegal, people are going to figure out a way to do it anyways. And they create a whole network of criminal, you know, empires 
based off of the drug trade, which they just should make legal in the first place. So it's it's frustrating, and and I love that you guys are are getting involved and that you're fighting for our our you know our special plant. And so you are my freedom fighter of the week, Nick. This is very exciting and very exclusive club that you've now joined. All right. Happy to be in that club. <laughs> well, I love that. And is there anything else that you want to let our guests know before uh, our show ends? Um, just, uh, you know, check out grassrootsuplifter.com. We have new stuff coming, and there's a where to buy section if you're interested in checking out um, the original Uplifter, which is the disposable. And we've got cartridge-style ones coming soon. And, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter at Nick Hexum and Instagram at Grassroots Uplifter. So, you know, please stay connected and we really appreciate what you're doing. You know, um, it's, it's, you're fighting the good fight. So thank you. Thank you so much. Everyone go check out Nick online, check out the grassroots uplifter, go pick one up, try it out. Let us know how it is. I'm sure you're going to love it. Everyone else I know loves it. And last, right before we go, Rachel wants to say that her dream vacation had, she were to click her heels together three times would be going on a cruise, a 311 cruise with so many fans, fun and high vibes. We're going to have to send Rachel one day. Otherwise, she's not going to be complete. We're going to do another cruise. So tell oh, her, stand by. She's, she's yeah. going to be so excited. Excellent. So we're out of time. I would like to thank Nick for coming on today. Nick, you are awesome. Go check out the Grassroots Uplifter. Thank you to my producers for making the show possible and for Cannabis Radio. Check us out. Give us five stars. Like us. Share us with your friends. And I am going to go smoke a fatty. So join us again next week. Over and out, Dr. Dina. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.